Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is Dan Marino. Hi, Ryan Tannehill from the Dolphins here. Hi, this is Larry Zonka. This is Mark Super Duper. I'm John Offerdahl. This is Paul Warfield. Hi, this is Nick Bonacani. This is Jake Scott. Gary Premian. Dick Anderson. Larry Little. Tom Vigorito. Don Nottingham. Otto Stowe. Mike Colon. Doug Kruzan from the 1972 undefeated Miami Dolphins. This is Marlon the Magician Briscoe. I'm Jim Crash Jensen. This is Don Shula, and I listen to the Pat Catello Show. It's the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello. Join us now as we talk Dolphin football or call in live with your questions or comments. And now here's your host, Pat Catello. Okay, good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Miami Dolphins Legend Show. I'm your host, Pat Catello, and I will be joined alongside Rich Van Zandt shortly. As the Miami Dolphins uh, have uh, lost to the Carolina Panthers 45-21 on Monday Night Football. Well, what's that? You say you don't like that score? Well, I have another one for you. They also lost 30-20 to against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes, that's right, Dolphin fans. We have two losses in one fiscal week to talk about on the Miami Dolphins Legends show tonight. Uh, it's, I believe it's the first time it's happened. I know uh, uh, my co-host uh, may differ on that, but uh, either way, it's just appalling. And uh, the Miami Dolphins uh, faced a home game against a team that has not won a road game all year. And, uh, could not seem to uh, get a victory there. So um, not, not the best time to be a Dolphin fan now. You, you try to look for uh, a little bit of a silver lining, and, you know, I, I don't know, you know, if we basically uh, have one in this. So uh, we'll see. Without further ado, let me welcome in uh, Rich uh, to the show. Uh, Rich, as I had uh, said, uh, yeah, I think it's unprecedented. You you seem to think that we've had this before where there there have been two uh, losses in the same show, I guess you'd say. <laughs> yeah, I kind of remember this happening before, you know. I think I think we had, you know, look, the last the last 15 years have been pretty bad. I mean, right? I can, I can yeah, see this I... can't be the first time. Yeah, you're, you're probably right. I mean, it would take a Monday night football loss, I guess, and then yeah. uh, and then another loss the following Sunday, which certainly does not seem out of the realm. I mean, no, I think of, really uh, you know, the only the only thing that's hurting you there is how many Monday night games they've had, and it's not that many. That's, that's true. Yeah, we haven't had a them. of them. That's for sure. Yeah, we but haven't I had think a lot. Yeah, but I seem to think there's probably been enough of them that it has happened. I just don't recollect yeah. it. But either way, absolutely ridiculous. Uh, we have a, we have a show, and we get to talk about two losses. One, they lay an egg on the road, and the other one, they lay an egg at home against a team that has not won on the road all year until now. With the back of the quarterback, I might add. Yeah, it's, it's been almost a year since they won on the road. I think it was like December 20th of last year. So it was go, it was pushing a year. You know, where do you start with something like this? I mean, do you, do you basically uh, – I mean, it's hard to look for a bright spot here because this team is just really in disarray. You can look for a bright spot, but that's like looking for Amelia Earhart. You're not going to find one. <laughs> yeah. 
No, I mean, it's, it's very tough to be a Dolphin fan now. And, and I'll tell you what, and, and for our audience, all three of them, <laughs> you have to say, you know, yeah, you have to, to say they're, they're feeling the same way, uh, I mean, right now as we are. I, I don't know where you, you, you know, obviously you're missing your starting quarterback. So you know that, that you know, you're playing that the whole season that way. You went out and paid an enormous sum. For uh, a quarterback, you know, who he, obviously while he was playing last year, the um, critique was mixed at best on Jay Cutler. You have a backup in Matt Moore who seems to have the offense playing better when he gets in there. But let's not forget, you know, he played three games, I think, and one of them he won. The other game they absolutely got slapped and shut out. And, yes, he did seem to bring that offense you know, in the second half of that game, they seem to be moving. They put some points on the board. They had many, many opportunities to win this game against the Buccaneers. Um, so, yeah, I think Matt Moore does have a, an edge there. But, you know, I've been telling people for the last few weeks, you look at this team, and, yes, Jake Cutler is a big part of the problem, I think, as far as the offense. There's a lot more problems on this team than Jake Cutler. Well, it goes back to what we've been saying for, you know, what, five, six years now? The offensive line's terrible. And, and hasn't been addressed, really. I mean, when you are when you have wow. people comment, they go, don't worry, Ted Larson's coming back soon. What? Ooh. What? Who? Yeah, I know. What? Yeah, I, I mean, really? It's like that? That's I, what we're going to get said? I mean, and it's not enough to Ted Larson. They listen. really must think everybody's stupid, you know? I, yeah. Right? Yeah, I mean, again, I'm not, I'm not calling out Ted Larson like, oh, you know, he's such a bad player. That's not what I'm saying. But let's not pretend right. that Larry Little's suiting up. I mean, come on, yeah. you know? I mean, it, it really, I mean, you didn't address this offensive line problem, which, quite frankly, that's where everything stems. It's been going on for three years now. You have some decent players, but the health problems, you know, have sidelined them. Now we lose, lose Juwani James, who has not played anywhere near what his rookie year play was. He's regressed hard. And then you lose him for the year. Mike Pouncey, yes, Mike Pouncey is a Pro Bowl center when he's healthy and he can play. He hasn't been healthy for a long time. I'll give you the fact that he hasn't. He's he's been more adorable this year than I thought he would be. But, you know, he's still, I I look at him like, you know, you're you're almost like a team away. He's making too many mistakes this year. But you know, look at it like you know what I like. You know how bad we are when he doesn't play. So just, you know what I mean. It gets worse. It I mean, does get worse. He's probably the only glue that's holding this mess together. You know? Yeah, but you know what? I don't see the same as I did last year. Like last year when he was in there, it seemed like a different line. I don't see that this year. Yeah, I agree. If he's out of there, it's going to be worse. But I don't see that necessarily when he's in yeah, there. I this think line we were a better is, line last year. You know, when Tunsil we wasn't playing left tackle, I think Tunsil's a, a big, you know, a big letdown at left tackle. Yeah, I agree you know, with he's that. Not, he's not I'm, doing what he's supposed to he, That's not a number one pick, in the, you know, that was supposed to be, like, the best lineman in the draft guy. He's not panning if, out to that. If I'm looking at this line and I'm looking at how I'm going to improve this line in the future, I first off, I, you, I, I, I want to move Tunsil back into guard, and I want to look for a bona fide left tackle. That's the first thing that I want to do. I want to put him back inside there. I think he plays better inside. I don't care. People say, well, he was a tackle in college. It's a big difference. You're not going against the defensive ends of the NFL in college. Well, you know what the issue you know? with that is, though? He's going to still want tackle money. 
You know, when this rookie contract comes up, you know, well, you can move him any way you want, but this this guy is going to want, like, first-round tackle money being a guard. So well, if you, we move him, he's going to be gone. But you have the right team to do that anyway, though, right? I mean, come on. You knew no. This isn't the one thing I'll say about this team and this organization is this isn't the team that you're going to hold for a ransom. Because they, well, they don't let anybody yeah, go. Know, They're at the stretch. Seriously, look at the move they made. Right, like basically when they you know made the move to trade down with the the, the Eagles. Right, we got Byron Maxwell who got cut. And, you know, you like them, I can't stand them, Kiko Alonso. So they moved down eight spots in the first round. Now, Philadelphia parlays that into a franchise quarterback, right? We brag that we that the guy with the gas mask, Tunzel, dropped down to us when every other team basically ignored it, right? Like we had a coup. <laughs> who's looking good and who's not? <laughs> right? Well, yeah. Yes, I agree with you on that. The only truth, I'll play devil's advocate on that. The only thing I'll say to that is as far as the gas mask thing is concerned, that hasn't been a factor. You could say he hasn't lived up to what no, you thought. No, but I'm saying but that's that, how we got him, though, because no one yes, else wanted to go anywhere near him because of that. You know? Well, I and, you know, our, team, our team, who, you know, was supposed to be like, well, we're only going to take character people from now on. Yeah. Well, no yeah. Problem I agree. Him. No, I agree. I mean, that went out of character for what they had said. Now, nobody wanted to take him. Listen, I, I think he would have been taken in the next 10, ten spots for sure. I don't know when it would. You know, would it have been the next pick? Would it have been 10 after? I don't know. He was obviously shouldn't have been where they caught him. That's where they took him. Has not really lived up to what he was supposed to be as of yet. Thought he played a decent year last year at guard. Moved over to tackle this year has not seemed to really help a, uh, an already staggered and, and, and hard-pressed offensive line to begin with. So, you know, there's that. As far as the move that they made to, to what was it, four spots they basically moved? Eight. Eight spots. Eight? What, yes. what number to what number? Well, we I, like I think we were drafting like seven or eight or something like that. We went down to 15 or 16, something like that. Uh, yeah, I, I thought they had went down to 12. You said they went down to 18? I thought so. Yeah, I think they went down to 15 or 16 from eight or something like that, you know? I thought it was like eight to 16 kind of thing. Maybe well, so we yeah. could have got so much more for that. Well... Yeah, I mean, listen, I remember when it went down. It, I think the biggest problem that you have, the biggest problem that you have is that uh, you feel that these players were basically going to be gone anyway. Yeah, I mean, yeah, going to go on to the, the Eagles were going to cut, they were going to cut both of them. There's no question. So we absorbed two bad contracts, and we moved down eight spots and get Tunzel. That's basically what it is. Terrible. Terrible move. But, you know, <laughs> I mean, do I have to really rehash who made the move? I mean, really? Yeah, no, I mean, listen, there's no doubt. Should surprise anyone? Yeah. I wish when I was a kid I was trading baseball cards with this guy. Yeah, uh, he, he makes some moves and, and that, you know, you just have to really shake your head. Uh, you know, it doesn't make any sense to me either. I mean, there's no, there's no doubt about it, uh, you know. I, I just think that 
you know, when I try to figure out, and, and again, I'm not, I'm not forgetting the, uh, I'm not forgetting the Ajayi trade a few weeks ago because I'm watching that now, and I watch Ajayi, and he's just, you know, you didn't like him. You thought that he was a flash in the pan, but he certainly seems like he's playing well. He had another 70-yard run. I don't know if you caught that yesterday. Yeah, I saw. Um, of course, I saw it. Of course, I you saw know. It. But but well, the bottom line, whether you. I didn't love him, no. but I didn't want to give him away either. Right, right, and that's what I'm talking about. Like, you basically have two things. Whether you love him or not is one thing, but to give it away, you know, to give him away for basically, you know, nothing, nothing. It, it just nothing. Makes, makes no sense. It, it no, makes, makes no sense, sense at all. He's a rookie contract. This is a team that's cheap, right? He's under a rookie contract through next season. So even if you don't like him, okay, don't play him as much. Bench him. Set a precedent, right? But there's no reason to give him away for a fourth-round pick to a team that could be in the Super Bowl, which is going to be garbage, and you can't do anything with your fourth-round picks anyway. So what good is it? You just you just threw it away. Yeah, no, I, I agree. No I mean, that, that one really bothered me a lot. You know, you go back to the trade where, you know, the, the Philadelphia Eagles trade with Maxwell and Alonso. Um, you know, I don't, I think you over-exaggerated a little bit more. I don't think it was as extreme as you think. I, I thought he was like, I thought they moved down to like 12 or, or 13 or somewhere in that range, and I thought that they had the 6th or the 8th pick. That's what I had thought. I, mean, I thought they had the 8th, actually. I thought they had the 8th, and they moved down to 12 or 13. You know, and then you got you got those two guys. But the thing is, like they, you know, like they were high-priced guys that you feel were going to be released anyway. Uh, and then they take this kid, and this, you know, he's okay, but he hasn't lived up to. Let's you know, be honest. They didn't know Tunsil was going to be down there. That was before Gaspas serviced. You know what I mean? So that fell to yeah. them. Now, what what are we taking if he didn't? You know, if he got taken number four like he was supposed. Yeah, to. that's really interesting because I think you're right. I think they made that move without thinking he would be there. So it wasn't like they were making this move and saying, we'll steal this guy at, at 13. You know, no, I think they were take, no. making this move, and they were, you know, whatever's there, we'll just deal with that at the time. So then you have right. that. And then the fact that a guy then goes to the Eagles, I mean, it really makes you wonder, you know, what, what's with this Eagles? And and uh, and now I look at this team, and I look at an offensive line, which I, I, I'm harping on this because I've been saying this for – Two years now, and I still think it's a main problem. So, uh, getting back to my original point, yeah, I'm moving Tunsil to guard. I worry about the pricing and what he wants and all that. That's another story. But I'm moving him to to guard next year, and I'm looking for a tackle. Okay. And as far as Pouncey goes, I thought Pouncey should have been addressed this year, and that means I would have drafted somebody to play center. Because I, I, or I would have found the center because I think that you're on a ticking clock with Mike Bouncey. I don't think he's, he's healthy. Right. Yes, uh, you know, right. he hasn't but played you know, the same I as he played. If, if this regime stays, they're not going to do either one of those. They're going to keep Tunzel at the tackle. They're going to try to do what they always say they're going to do is draft a guard, and you know you probably you use your first round pick to do it. Right when when we have more holes than Swiss cheese, they'll draft a guard with the first round, and then you know and Pouncey will address again, and then you know I'm sure they'll squeeze another defensive lineman in at some point. 
Yeah, I, I'm supposed to argue that? I can't argue that because you're right. That is what they're going to do. They're going to leave things status quo. They're going to draft their normal guard like they do every year. They drafted two guards, I think, this year. One of them has been seen. Right, no. and, and 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 you know, and they'll they'll find a couple free agents to fill in there that you've never heard of. But you know, will they go out and get you know a top offensive lineman to 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 get in there? No. Um, the Jawani James thing at the other tackle position. Um, listen, he you know he he he's hurt. Okay, I think he'll come back healthy. But I I don't like the way he's played. You know, since no, his rookie no. year, I think that there's something a little bit off there. So, you know, you kind of have to find out what the deal is with that whole situation. And and that just goes to show what you're dealing with as far as the offensive line. Now you bring in a quarterback who has not been comfortable in this offense from the start. Now, whether or not it's justified, I don't know. Because there was times when the offensive line, I thought, He's pretty decent on pass coverage, and he still seemed jumpy there. So, but either way, I mean, you still have that to contend with, and then you know, and then you put Cutler in the mix, who has not played well. The offense has really been stagnant and inept, and uh, you've been shut out, like we've said, you know, a couple I times. But my, I got a prediction. I don't think Cutler's going to play again. The whole year. I, I think he's going to milk this concussion thing out, and I don't think he wants to play anymore, and I think that's that's the last song was yesterday. Well, I have to say, I don't, I don't think you're going to be able to do that, though. How do you milk a concussion for six weeks? I mean, I I could see that I could see him he, maybe he's not he, playing he's, next he's week. Seeing double. He, doesn't, he doesn't feel good. He's nauseous. He's seeing double. He, he, you can milk a concussion as long as you want. Yeah, I guess especially in this league, right? With everything yeah, that's going on there now. They're afraid to. All they're gonna say is, "I don't feel right." You know? I mean, Christ! I mean, I've had concussions. It's, they last five, six weeks. How much time we got left? Yeah, they, five, they could. Weeks. I mean, I guess he could. Yeah. I guess he feasibly could milk it out and do that. Yeah. And 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 you know, and, and you know, I can hear all the Dolph fans right now, and I don't see anybody complaining about that scenario. <laughs> so oh, I'm not you know. About it either. You know, good riddance. Yeah. I, I, you know, and, and look, that's just half the side of the ball. Look at the uh, look at the yeah. other side. Absolutely, oh, save, that thought. save that I mean, thought. I mean, I'm reading articles where they had the obituary of the 2017 Dolphins. I'm like, yeah, it was written like four weeks after I would have written it. But anyway, it's just like yeah. they're talking about: can we blow this up? There's nothing to blow up. I mean, just it's not like you're sacrificing or making like tough decisions. You still have yeah. the same issues you did coming in, and then you got magnified worse. Yeah, no doubt. Save that thought. You're right. We have another side of the ball that we haven't even addressed uh, on this on this football team. And believe me, it, it is as much, in my eyes, or close to as much of a problem as the offense has been. And you have Matt Moore coming in there. You know, we'll see about that. But I think that you have just as many problems on the defensive side of the ball um, that, you know, that need to be addressed. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Come right back after this. Hi, this is Gary Apremian of the undefeated Miami Dolphins 1972 team. I always listen to the Pat Catello Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legends Show, sponsored by Iberia Tiles, with locations from Georgia to South Florida. Iberia Tiles offers over 3,000 products and complete peace of mind. From tiles, molasses, and stone to wood flooring, Iberia has the solution no matter what the size of your project. 
visit IberiaTiles.com. That's I-B-E-R-I-A. And ask for Dave or call direct at 404-409-0746. And Fanatics.com. If you love the Miami Dolphins, then you need to visit Fanatics.com. Once again, that's Finn, P-H-I-N. And now back to your Miami Dolphins Legends show with your host, Pat Catello. Miami Dolphins uh, last two losses. Just a reminder, uh, catch us on iTunes. Just go to iTunes, search Pacatello Show, and you can have our, uh, our show delivered right to your phone uh, every uh, every week. And you can also get the uh, archives for old uh, footage. And you can send us any emails, comments, or what have you at uh, Pacatello Show at yahoo.com. Rich, we talked about the, uh, the the Dolphins' offense and, and how stagnant it's been, and it certainly has been the main focal point uh, of uh, this season and uh, and why the Dolphins have been struggling so much. Uh, they were 4-2, and two, now you find yourself at 4-6, and six, and you did that in a hurry, and it looks like you're going to continue on that pattern as uh, you're heading up to New England next week to play uh, arguably the best team in football. And it doesn't get much easier after that. Now, well, saying that... We've got to play New England two out of three weeks, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, well, they must be worried. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it doesn't get much easier as it goes on. We, we've talked about that. The uh, the schedule that they have this year um, is certainly uh, one that was first half easier than, than the second half. You got the Patriots, then Broncos, then Patriots again, like you said. And then you get to close it out with the Bills, Chiefs, Bills. So you got the Patriots twice, Bills twice, and you throw in the Broncos and Chiefs in there. And that's basically how you're going to end this season. Um, you, you, you looked at the Buccaneer game as a must win to stay in this thing. Uh, you didn't win that. You know, how does it feel to have the same record as the New York Jets right now and be in the cellar? It, it really, it's embarrassing because you know the Jets were picked as the, the worst team in the league, and we're right next to them. You know, yep. we're, we're you know we're right in the bottom, probably with them. And look, this all started with the decision, and whosoever it was, collectively Tannehill by himself, or the organization and him, by not getting his knee operated on last year. You know, I was screaming for that. You know, I didn't envision it blowing out in training camp, but I figured it would happen like 
week three or four. I mean, you can't fix a knee with a stem cell. It's it's an absolute ridiculous procedure what they tried to do. You know, I mean, I don't know who the hell he went to and who told them they could heal it like this, but it's absolutely inexcusable that, you know, we were losing this guy for almost two years because of stupid decisions. Yeah. No, you're right about that. And, and, uh, and I don't know how much we've, we've talked about what the problems are, how much of that will be solved next year when your quarterback comes back. I mean, obviously, there will be a lot that will. But I don't know what team you're going to be looking at. You have your best player, arguably, in Jarvis Landry, not offered a contract. And you can tell that this is going to be, uh, you know, he, it's going to be a tough contract negotiation if he wanted to stay. And I think it's going to be a... a Adios from the Dolphins' perspective. So he's probably going to be playing for another team. He's also leading the league in receptions, which I'm sure you know. Now, you can look at it two ways. I gotcha. I understand it's a padded stat, and he catches a lot of short passes. But the bottom line is, he's leading the league in receptions. That doesn't I know. Hurt. I understand all that. Hey, look, you know my theory. They always wait too long, and they cause more of trouble than it's going to be worth. You know? They promised to negotiate this guy at the end of last year. They didn't do it. Then they signed Cutler. That was their next excuse. They didn't even address it with this guy. You know, the, the longer you wait, the more money he's going to want. And, there's, and you know, because I don't think they want to sign him. It's quite obvious that they're they going to let him go. They don't want to sign him. It's crystal clear. You know, there's no doubt about it. But what you're looking at right now is there's no better example of them doing that than now. I know you're talking in the past, Olivier Vernon, and there's been a couple other guys on the defensive line they did that with. Um, you got the same example here, and I, I don't see them signing him. So right off the bat, you're going to have a completely different complexion of the offense when they, when this starts up next year, with or without Ryan. Can you call Devontae Parker a bust yet? Can, can I can I get yeah. that slip that one in there? Yeah, I mean, I mean this I'm guy is not a, this guy is not living up to anywhere near what his where they drafted him as. Yeah, I'm I'm ready to move on. Uh, you know, as far as that goes for Parker, Parker's never going to be the take charge receiver. That's going to be your number one in my eyes. I don't see that. Nope. Um, it, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, he'll have well, some who moments, him? but oh, whose yeah, first draft was that? Oh, what a shot! No, you know, it, when you did I say this when, when, when Russ brought this clown in here? I mean, unbelievable. That this that we're gonna be talking about this three years into it, and it's everything coming to fruition, you know? Yeah. That what an incompetent buffoon was hired by this organization to run it. Well, he seems to specialize in defensive linemen, so let's start there. When you look at this defense, I see a lot of changes coming. I told you that, yeah, Dominican too. He obviously has got the high price thing. I didn't see him taking a pay cut. I see them deferring and, you know, what have you with that. They seem to they seem to love this guy. He seems to be one of their favorites. So I'm not surprised if Dominican Sue is still lining up over center next year. Yeah, I, I don't have a problem. You know, whatever. That's whatever you want to do with that. I mean, the rest of the guys around them are awful. I mean, the Phillips, the the number one. I mean, who drafts a guy in the first round that's a project? Yeah, I don't understand that. Yeah, I don't understand that move. I mean, they didn't learn from Deion Jordan. Charles Harris. Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't understand that move. I don't understand when they, they draft guys to change their positions either. So, you know, uh, yeah. the defensive line. Now, I mean, you know, Cameron Wake, I know you love Cameron Wake, you know, and I'm not saying he should be on another team, but, you know, uh, you can't really count on him as a mainstay as the years go on. The defense is playing poorly with both of those guys together now. They have no pass rush. They can't see no the pass rush whatsoever. on the run. Right, nope. and they can't stop anybody nope. on the run. So listen, I like Camerwick. No. I'm not saying get rid of Camerwick, but I'm saying you better start looking at him as a different player right now. You better start looking at him. It's not a role well, he's, player. He's like a part-time a defensive lineman now. He's not even in yeah. there all the time. You know, yeah, they got well, him in pass coverage. I don't know what the hell is going on with this. The, the defense to me is, I mean, we still have no linebackers. I mean, Timmons has been a huge disappointment. And he's not going to be there next year. It's obviously he doesn't want to be there. No. He went AWOL week one. He's basically counting his weeks right now until he could be a stealer again in my eyes. Yeah, he's so, mailing it in. Yeah, he, he's you awful. have a major problem. I mean, yep. I, I mean the, our, best, our best linebacker we cut because he, he was arguing over a $40 bar tab on Friday night. Well, you know, you know that, that's another thing that, you know, I'm not excusing that whether or not he's your best linebacker. I'm not going that far. The guy played one game. No, you know what I'm, I'm saying, though. He was, he was playing well. Yeah, yeah, he was playing okay. He was playing okay. Rich, they got blown up. He got a lot of Panthers. How well do you I got think you. Guy was playing? <laughs> he was playing. <laughs> but you saw how badly they looked. How bad did they look yesterday with the tight ends? He, Listen, I, there's no doubt. I, it was a stupid move. Why don't you tell everybody at home? Why don't you tell anybody who may not have thought? Well, you know, everybody knows it's where Raymond Aluga got, you know, got, got into a fight of a, they, at a nightclub over 40 no, bucks and got released. Do, I don't I don't think they do know. I think they know that there was some kind of an incident. I don't think they know what you know and what no. you told me as far well, as what He was fighting over down. a $40 bar tab, and he grabbed the guy by the throat, the waiter or whatever, and uh, pushed him and got arrested. And the Dolphins, you know, rightfully so. I'm not arguing with the release, and I'm just – we can't stay out of the bad news for a week. It's amazing. We always got to be in the circus act. Agreed. And I guarantee you there's people at home that didn't know that that are thanking us right now. For letting yeah. in on there because it, it's tight lipped, and you, you know, you may not have heard that the actual story what went down. And it is ridiculous that you were going to risk your career, which he basically did over something so ridiculous. But yeah, but Malibu, and, you know, and you're, you know, you're in a nightclub in South Beach, and anybody who's never been to South Beach, $40 is, is two drinks. All right, just so you know, you know, that's not like a big bar tab, that's not like he was there for hours. That's literally a two drink tab that he's arguing about. And yeah. I'm not. I'm not even kidding. Yeah, no, I know. And then, and then you have Matt Barnes, who's getting praise all year, and I don't really understand why. And to be quite honest with you, as I look at those linebackers, I think that if you had a defense that was running right and had the right schemes, that a guy like Kiko Alonso would be on fire because I think he'd be making big plays all over the place. But it seems like nobody knows where they're going. They're always put in situations that they shouldn't be in. If you're depending on Kiko Alonso dropping back and covering tight ends, Left and right, you're in trouble, and that's what we've been seeing. You you have to put your players in positions for them to succeed, and I don't see the Miami Dolphins doing that, especially on defense. I see them putting people in positions that they are not capable of handling. Now it might be because of personnel. Maybe they don't have the personnel needed to do that, but that's not there my go. fault. That's ding, 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 ding. Well, you yeah, you're 100 percent right. The personnel stinks. Well, and you should have addressed that before you addressed the other part because it's not going to get yep. better. Now as you go into your no. secondary, you 
know, you, you have some issues here, too. I mean, Rashad Jones, yeah, he has been one of the best strong safeties in football, but he has not had a great year either. And, you know, no. I mean, and that's your best part of that. In the secondary there, there's a couple of players who could survive a blast. I'm not saying they can't. Like, I can see Howard surviving a big shakeup, but you better bring some other guys in there to solidify that secondary. And Let me tell you something. Right? Did you, I didn't even hear McDonald's name yesterday, did you? No. No. In the first game that he came back against the Panthers, you've seen him a lot. He was trying to make some big hits, got a couple penalties. He was close to making some big plays that were called back. Uh, yesterday, very silent, very silent. You know, yeah. the defense got uh, – listen, they, the offense sparked in the second half. The defense was able to keep them in it, but ultimately you knew that they were just not going to be able to stop the bleeding one last time. And that's exactly what happened. I mean, you watched the drive all the way down there. Yeah, the it's, it's disgraceful. I mean, you make, you make a guy like, you know, Fitzpatrick look like, look like a, you know, an A-plus quarterback, you know. You yeah. can't keep a guy – you can't keep a guy out of you know field goal range. It's really it's really embarrassing. It really is. You know where home. it's going to. No, I knew it. I knew it. I saw the time was left on the clock. Hey, when we, when we got screwed out of that safety, you know that was okay. the beginning of the end. Okay, since you're you're going there now, and absolutely uh, saving that for the last thing, I don't usually complain about the officiating. It is what it is. But I will tell you that was one of the worst officiated games that I've ever seen. And and, and let me tell you something. It's not so much sad enough when it's on the field, but when you're deferring to New York or whoever's reviewing it, and you miss obvious reviews, what's going on? That's yeah, scary. I don't know. Yeah, I like to I mean, know who's was, looking at this stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, know. That was clearly a safety, or should have been by rules a safety. He was hit by his own guy back in the end zone, and then was still trying to move forward, and then tackled clearly in the end zone. I don't know how that was in the safety. I really don't. Yeah, he was still looking to pass when he got sacked. He was it wasn't like you know, he got bum rushed and just. He was like he got bull rushed. You know, and got knocked down by his own guy or something, and he got pushed back in. He was pushed back, but he was still looking to throw the ball. He didn't get he didn't get sacked for a couple other seconds. You know? Yeah, I know. And you know, you had uh, Mike. Uh, it's not Florio. What was his name? The, no, uh, I know. Who's always wrong, by the way. Always wrong. And uh, in this case, he should have been right, but wound up being wrong again. You know, but yeah. but the point I bring him up is because in the rule books, I think it clearly states if your own guy does that. Yeah, if your own guy you does know, it. You know, look, Cameron Wake pushed the center into him and knocked him back, but that doesn't count as Cameron Wake hitting him. No. No, it, it should have been a safety. It wound up being yep. absolutely the turning point in that game because the two points there with the ball coming on a punt, basically, uh, is going to change things. They wound up scoring again, uh, but then couldn't sustain the drive back. So, you know, I, I think that that's a big deal. And, uh, and and that brings up my next point. We've talked about all the personnel on the field. How much is Adam Gase going to come under fire? And do you ever see Adam Gase – uh, in these calls or seem to know what's going on. He claims Never. that he prides himself on being so studious and such an academic coach. But you never really see a situation like that. You know, I have visions of, of uh, Shula or Belichick. They're going ballistic there, and they know the rule. 
No, I never see him. I never see him get aggravated. I never see him get mad. I see him with the same look on his face. He's got, you know, he doesn't have a bewilderment look on his face, but he has that aggravated look on his face all the time. But it doesn't seem like he yells at players or refs either way. Aggravated look all the time, no doubt about that. All the time. And uh, you know, I just I, I, he's going to come under fire now, and there's no doubt. And now, how much fire should he come under, and where do you go with that? Uh, you know, do you, I mean, is, is this guy going to be the head coach of the Miami Dolphins next year? Is the contingent? Well, if they fire him, right? Who's making the next coach decision? The same, the same bunch. You would think, yes. Yeah. I don't see anything changing there, which is why I believe he's, I believe he's going to be the coach. I, I don't think he's going to be I'll tell you, you want to know now? Morris Kidd got fired from UCLA yesterday. I'm surprised he's not in Miami already. I, I can't see that. Why, you, more, is it Jim Morris Kidd? Jim Morris Kidd got fired from UCLA yesterday. I, I would yeah. see somebody like that they would go with. <laughs> don't be shocked, and you know, don't be shocked if you know if uh, Tannenbaum freaking brings back his old buddy Mancini. Well, I wouldn't be shocked. I said it on the air and fought with you three, four years ago. You said yeah, I was crazy, yeah. and I seen this coming, and I seen Tannenbaum coming. You remember that yeah. date, right? I argued with you. I, I remember it was coming, yep. and he came all right. And yeah, I could see that too. But but let me just say, I don't see Adam Gates going anywhere. I think he'll be there next year. I really do. No matter what happens, lose on out. I still see him coming back next year, yeah. you know, with a healthy Tannehill. But I, 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 I can't speak on the front office or what they're going to do there. But you know what? When you lose a game like they lost on Sunday, that is just not acceptable. And it was a very lackluster crowd. It was an empty stadium. But still. You, you should not have lost. Well, I'll tell you something. Bucket. I was, you know, I was in, I was in Manhattan on, uh, on Friday night, you know, and I'll tell you something. Ross can build beautiful buildings. I was about his club and circus build, circus circle building. It's gorgeous. But building a football team, oh my goodness, he'd be out of business if he if he ran his building business like he did the football business. Yeah, he'd be I, a poor man because the the product that he got to put on the field with this Tannenbaum, these these draft picks, I mean, it's an embarrassment. It's yeah, an embarrassment I, I, what we have on the field. Anyway, you know, let's not forget about that Carolina game. This team quit in the second half. Yeah, I mean, did you ever see a more a more, a more ridiculous play when uh, when Cam Newton threw the ball three yards to that wide receiver? It was like a half-assed wide receiver screen, and the guy went untouched forty yards for a touchdown. Yeah, yeah, they quit. There's no doubt they quit in the second half yeah. of that game, which is why yep. it makes them being at home against this uh, Buccaneers team all the worse that they can't find a way to win a game that they had ample ample opportunities to win. They should have won. There's no doubt about it. They should have won. Oh, look, look, you know, you, we knew we were in trouble when we had a 70-yard run in the first drive, get get to the goal line, and Cutler throws a pick in the end zone. I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, that, that's, that's the turning point of the game right there. You've seen the Dolphins were able to run. They had a couple weeks in a row now. They've had some long runs. Damian Williams obviously was able to get, you know, some scrimmage <laughs> runs. Yeah, um, long so, ones, and then that's it. You know, it's like one and done. Then they can't get one yard on a, on a, on a you know, on a fourth and one or a third and one. It's amazing, right? It is. They they seem to get, you know, um, no yards from scrimmage after that or when they needed it. And then the, the critical fourth and one, let's not forget about that. 
that, that did not yeah, even go. When, you know, even when we got denied the safety, they had a punt from their goal line. We did nothing with that possession. Three and out. Nothing at all. That's true. All right, we'll take our last break. We're coming back to wrap this up right after this. This is Don Nottingham, former Miami Dolphin. You're listening to Pat Capello's Miami Dolphin Legend Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show, sponsored by Iberia Tiles, with locations from Georgia to South Florida. Iberia Tiles offers over 3,000 products and complete peace of mind. From tiles, molasses, and stone to wood flooring, Iberia has a solution no matter what the size of your project. Visit IberiaTiles.com. That's I-B-E-R-I-A. And ask for Dave or call direct at 404-409-0746. And Fanatics.com. If you love the Miami Dolphins, then you need to visit Fanatics.com. Once again, that's Finn, P-H-I-N. And now back to your Miami Dolphins Legends show with your host, Pat Catello. Joe Downtown. Just to check out the late night record shop Got it in Bowser, got it in Bowser, got it in faith When I'm through that I just can't stop It's a matter of instincts, it's a matter of conditioning, and a matter of fact You can go and Pavlov's dog Ring a bell and I'll salivate I like that Dr. Landon, tell me I'm just a better girl It's when I am Lying in bed Just like Brian Wilson did When I am Lying in bed Just like Brian Wilson Welcome back to the Miami Dolphins Legends Show. I'm your host, Pacatello. I'm joined alongside Rich Van Zandt as we uh, recap the Miami Dolphins' uh, 4-6 and six record now as they have two losses in the same fiscal week. And we look ahead to the Miami Dolphins going up to New England, and that should be a treat. Rich, when you see what uh, tight ends have done to this team all year, uh, you must be excited to have Gronkowski coming in the building or going there, right? Oh yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a real treat to see him come across the middle and catch a one handed one and be untouched for like thirty yards. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, I know. I agree, I'm thinking it too. All right, let's let's sort of maybe uh be the fan uh, uh Rich uh from Fort Lauderdale. Let's not blame Let's not blame all this on the Miami Dolphins front office. After all, the Miami Dolphins could not have foreseen Brian Tannehill getting injured, and they did draft. Then um, they did draft uh, Raquan McMillan to solidify their linebacker position. Could not foresee him getting injured in the preseason. What have you to say about that, Mr. Van Zandt? <laughs> You know, uh, unproven rookie, that's going to solidify your your uh, linebacker in the second round? I don't know. Were, were, were you really, like, uh, 
thinking that that was going to be the fix-all? No, I mean, I didn't think it was going to be the fix-all. You know, you, you, you tend to think that a guy, you know, could obviously become, you know, a star in the league. You always have that hope, um, and maybe he still will. So you do have him coming back next year, and I know that that was like their big draft pick. And, yeah, I guess you can't count on Ryan Tannehill getting, you know, injured. But maybe you could because he got injured last year, and you knew that wasn't really fit. So it was their really fault. That, it was their sure, fault. Yeah. He missed this year. So uh, yeah, I, I yeah, do blame the front office. Sorry, Dave. I, I I do blame the front office because Tannehill's knee should have been operated on last year. You know, soon yeah, as he got. I, I agree it, with the, that. Yeah. They, I mean, yeah, I think I mean, they were like really ridiculously waiting for him to come back next year for the playoffs, which was never going to happen. And uh, they kept putting it off, putting it off, and then they decided that it's going to heal by itself. Which torn ligaments don't heal by themselves. You know, you have a a really good backup quarterback in Matt Moore, so that maybe made that uh, a little bit easier, you know, in uh, hopes to to, to swallow going into the year. But you had to know that there was a decent chance that Ryan Tannehill was going to be injury-related coming into this year. So you can't get a pass there. And then, yeah, you can't blame, you know, your your first-round pick goes down with an injury. That's rough, but I think Rich – Second round. round, but like, like like Rich said, I I think that we both know that if he was healthy, there's still going to be problems on this defense. There's no doubt about that. If this guy was so good, why was he a second round pick? Yeah, well, yeah, I, I was always saying if he was like he's just top top guy, he would have been in the first few picks. So right, yeah, exactly. it's just, you know, it's it's a reach. Like you don't know. It's not, it's not like yeah, it's a reach by who. Yeah, I know. All right, so you're going up to New England now. I mean, is this going to be as bad as you think it's going to be? It's a 1 o'clock game. They're coming back from Mexico City. They're going to be any layover there. The Dolphins do seem to show up. Well, I think unless they got Montezuma's revenge, I think we're in a lot of trouble. You you don't think they miss a beat. You think they just come out and uh, is it going to be one of those typical Dolphin games where they they stay with them and then ultimately lose, or you just see them just continuing this path of destruction? I think at I halftime, they're going to get killed. They're going to, at halftime, this game's un, unmatchable. I, I can't even imagine them being in the game at halftime. I'll tell you, this Tampa Bay Buccaneer game that we just seen, one mm-hmm. of the hardest games to watch. Really not oh, enjoyable. Rough. The whole it game was, was really rough. It yeah. was not a fun watch at all. It was almost no. like it seemed like it went on forever. And then you waited and said, well, they could still win this. Are they going to go on their run? And then they finally did, and it was anticlimactic, but really not a fun game to watch. And, and you know, the last few games have been awful to watch. The oh, they're terrible, terrible to watch. Uh, this, it, you know, it, it, let's be honest. This is an unlikable bunch from the coaching to the way the teams run to the players on the field. It's an unlikable team. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it is. It really is. Uh, and, you know, not to keep beating a dead horse, but it stems back to the personality of the front office, which I've always said. They have this kind of demeanor, like they are arrogant and above their fan base for no reason at all. And it stems down. Well, who, would have the goal? who would have the goal to raise ticket prices on this product? Yeah, they did. You're absolutely right. You got an empty stadium. And you have the goal to do that. During yeah. the year, you have the goal to do that, which is kind of crazy. I mean, 
you know, who's looking at this? And, and I don't get it either. I mean, uh, some of these moves are just really baffle you. I mean, it's obvious that they have other intentions, and their game plan is very different than what our game plan is, you know. Do you know, do you know another stat game. from us? You're going you're gonna to love this one. You know, you, our secondary, this is how bad it is. We don't have a cornerback interception this year. Yeah, that's a big part of this year. Like people say the difference between last year and this year, and even with Kiko Alonso, the big difference, no turnovers. Last year, big turnovers. All year. Yeah. Well, well, let me tell you something. These cornerbacks, Howard is no good. I, he, he lost me last week forever. I mean, he gave up on like three plays that he just got beat on, and you, you could tell he was like running the other way. It, it, he, I've had enough of him. This rookie Tedeschi, whatever his name is, uh, no use for this guy either. Our cornerbacks stink. They really do. So it's hard and to. This, it's hard this to... wasn't a, this wasn't addressed properly either in the off season. They went in like everything was going to be hunky dory in the secondary, which I don't know what they were possibly looking at last year that they thought this was going to be okay. It's very hard to replace every facet of your team. And that's what you basically went through. Well, I'm because, serious. like I, I mean, told you, you could they don't. What, what what happens with this with, with a Tannenbaum running organization doesn't fix problems. It creates problems where they don't exist. It doesn't, and then goes back and can't fix those. So basically, he's like he's like the, a destroyer of universes, where he just comes in and he picks apart what's okay, makes it bad, and doesn't fix what was wrong in the beginning. So he just implodes the whole thing. Well, I guess that kind of answers my next question to you, and that is what is the major difference between last year and this year? There was a playoff team last year that was certainly on the rise. What's the major difference there? Obviously, you lose a quarterback, but I think you also hit something on the head. I think that the positives you kind of took away, or at least you made problems, like you say, where they didn't belong. What's the three major problems? Well, are, we making, are we making a playoffs last year without a Jai? No chance. Absolutely right? no. Nope. No, right. no chance. There you go. There's part yeah. of your answer right there. That's problem number one. Without a doubt. Only uh, four and Listen, you Listen, if you weren't thrilled with a Jai, why did you run Lamar Miller out of town so quick? Right? Well, a Jai had problems last year. Right? He was benched for the beginning of the year. So well, he, he got left home for the first game because that was another brilliant Tannebaum move when he brought that dog in, the ex-Texan running back. What was his name? Yes. His name was uh, um, Arian. Uh, Arian uh, Foster. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Arian Foster. Yeah. Yeah, because you know, like you know, Tannenbaum's one of those guys. All he does is look at like a bum name that you know was good four years ago. Is on a waiver wire. Yeah. He's got to pick him up, aka Mario Williams too. He, he's got the worst freaking waiver wire pickup guys I, I ever seen in my life. If you didn't like Isaiah last year, you would have been able to trade this guy for a crazy amount during the draft this year. Oh, absolutely, season. yeah. Give it yep. away for a fourth-round pick, a late fourth-round pick, no less. Fourth-round pick. I know it's it's insane. It's beyond insane. Yeah. All right, so that's number one. Give me a second problem that he's created or that the team has created. I won't say that the team has created. Well, I think how he dismantled, like, you know, when we got when you know we go back to when we let Olivier Vernon leave, 
you know, and then, you know, he's been drafted defensive end since that, and he created a problem on the other side. Wake's gotten older, and now we have no pass rush whatsoever. I mean, I don't like, you know, we got rid of all the depth on our on our defensive line. He keeps drafting these young guys, that, and they get rid of the depth, and these young guys aren't any good. Which was completely you know, a Phillips, money move. The Phillips, this Harris guy, I mean, I don't like any of them. Which was completely a money move, and I will say that, yeah, maybe the price that the Giants paid for him, I wouldn't have wanted to match either, but it didn't have to come to that. You could have signed him long before that and not worried about it. Look at and here's the other one. Couldn't wait to get rid of Brandon Albert. We we knew that the Tunzel pick was basically to get rid of Albert's contract, right? Yeah. We knew that coming. So he traded yeah. him for, you know, Thomas who I could live without too. And you know, and yeah. now we created a left tackle problem because Tunzel's not as good as Albert was. Now I know Albert probably was willing to have a year or two left. I know he's retired, he's out of football now. But you yeah. know, that, that solidified that line when he was healthy last year. It was a hell of a lot better yeah, than it is now. It did. And if he went down, then you could have done what you're doing now. And I'll exactly. tell you another thing. If you look at if – you, if you go back and you listen to our show a year before this, you will see us saying, adamantly saying, that we've seen the writing on the wall that Tinsel was drafted to replace Albert and that he would be playing yeah. tackle next year. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. No doubt about it. That's what, but that's what Tannenbaum does. He tries yeah. to replace veterans with young, cheaper contracts, you know, yeah. for his, his nonsensical salary cap, you know, mathematics, whatever he does. And well, the great he's not, line, he doesn't you know, know how to build a winning team. It's quite obvious. But he just keeps interchanging parts and makes it worse and worse until it blows up. Yeah. We well, want to say it again? The great graduation line. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, we can't pay everybody, you know. So sometimes guys have to graduate and get paid elsewhere. You know, that's you know, Vince Lombardi actually came up with that saying, you know, back in the day. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, that's right. And then of course, you know what? You can throw. But this is, you know, this is the this is the product of having, you know, uh, you know. Okay, the guy got coffee for Belichick twenty years ago. Who cares? This is a guy okay. who's you know who's an accountant who's running a football organization that has no business being there. And, you know, yeah. it, it's just absolutely ridiculous. He it could sniff out too. if it bit him in the, in the little what, you know? I mean, give me you a break. Me too busy, you hear me? You're too busy listening to your own voice. You could throw Dar in there, too. There was no reason that you yeah. had to make that move other than a salary thing. And I'd like to Absolutely see, ridiculous. Who, who, yeah, and you can't tell me that our punter right now is better than him. Yeah, he's got a little salary and he's not terrible, but he's not better than Dar. That wasn't a football no. move. That was a different no. move for a different reason, and that's unarguable. Yeah, no, that was ridiculous also. Yeah, you know? no doubt about it. I agree. So, like, again, you know, I hate to sound like the doom of gloom, but – you know, this is a mess. It's you know we have a a small core that you could build around, but to fix this mess, you don't change the the, the panel bomb. You don't get him out of here before he destroys it completely. It's never getting better. All right, and that comes from the uh, doom of gloom. <laughs> Well, it's, it's true, though. I mean, look, we witnessed it here. I mean, we were real happy when he was with the Jets. I wish the Jets signed him to a lifetime contract. I'd be ecstatic with that. But, you know, I don't know how the hell we ended up with him. Two AFC championship games in a row. What say you? 
Yeah, and fired and thrown on the street and out of football. And we bring him back and give him a promotion. <laughs> All right. Up to New England. And then uh, will it continue? So we'll find out. Join us next Monday as the sequel goes on. Thanks for joining <laughs> us, everybody. We'll see you next week in the Miami Dolphins Lightning Show. Took a look down a westbound road Right away I made my choice Headed out to my big two-wheeler I was tired of my own boy Took a beat on the northern plains And just rolled that power on Twelve hours out of Mackinac City Stopped in a bar to have a brew Met a girl and we had a few drinks and I told her what I decided to do. She looked out the window a long, long moment and she looked into my eyes. She didn't have to say a thing. Yeah.